If you would love to support us and keep us on the air, you can over on Kofi. It's four pounds or six bucks, a one-off cup of coffee, or become part of the VIP World community where we have a monthly Zoom call with all of our members. And we also have a private Facebook group. So we'd love for you to come and join us. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. To grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel and I'm Michelle. Shell, we are back to our normal scheduling this week. Royal community, let's just take a deep breath in and out. Oh, we made it. Past Christmas, past Spearbook, past all the Netflix, Harry and Meghan documentary, past all the extra episodes. We love you, Royal community, but that was a lot. <laughs> and now we're back to normal scheduling. Amazing. I'm super excited to get back to normal, but the Royals have been busy this week, show, haven't they? They have been busy and we've had a lot of extra information coming out about future things. Royal community, in this episode, we're only going to be doing a Royal Roundup. We won't be having any Royal news and we've got lots of housekeeping. We've got lots of things to catch you up on, Royal community. So we're going to talk for a bit and give you all the lowdown and then we're going to go into the Royal Roundup. Okay, so let's get on with the housekeeping. I just want to start, Shell, with a shout out to Catherine Davis. And she messaged us over on Instagram and she said, just wanted to say, I just found your podcast and adore in capital letters. I'm an Aussie who is obsessed with all things royal, be it current or historical. Can't wait to catch up on all the previous episodes and future. You guys basically come on my weekly quarter acre lawn mowing in 40 degrees heat. Oh, wow. And then she adds, I was in London on the last day of the morning of our beloved queen, only by chance. Such a beautiful moment to be part of celebrating her. Hello, Australia. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope your lawn cutting is going well. (laughs) Thank you so much to anyone who messages us over on Instagram at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod. Always remember that you can DM us. We love speaking to you. We love having a chat about anything to do with the Royals. And also, don't forget, we do have an email address, Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod, because we know, Shell, not everybody uses Instagram. I know, it's hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Come and speak to us any way, any way that fits you, Royal Community. We are here and we'd love to have a little chat with you. I want to give a shout out to one of our VIP Royal Community members called Karen. Did you see this on our Facebook group, Rach? She planted a tree. So it's a tree for Karen. (laughs) Good luck tree is what we want to say to Karen's tree. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, we love it. And speaking of Instagram show, I've been very busy over on stories lately. (laughs) You have. What have you been up to? I put up a question sticker. We don't do this all the time, but we've had a lot of new followers listening to the podcast and following us on Instagram. So for people to get to know us a bit more, I said, ask us anything. Royal, life podcast related just ask us and we'll answer yeah and the question always get asked how did we meet why did we start a podcast how long have we known each other and we posted a throwback photo did you know that i had this photo rage i didn't literally was crying when i saw this i said to my mother i was like oh my gosh look at how young show and i looked in this photo (laughs) (laughs) oh it is a massive throwback and we had a mutual friend it was at this mutual friend's wedding and so these were the pictures from that wedding yeah and i knew i had them somewhere and i thought i'm actually going to get them out this time so it's funny isn't it 
like we've known each other for what 11 years now yeah I didn't even realize it was that long until you said that photo was from 2012 2012 yeah oh and also Royal Community we want to share our amazing news with you because you're the ones that have allowed us to get to this position right we hit 400,000 downloads Oh my like goodness. all time downloads of the podcast, 400,000. It blows my mind. Like, I can't believe it, honestly. It's just so strange to think that so many people out there. And I think you said the other day that's the equivalent of what? Five, 80,000 seater football stadiums. Like, that is just just intense really isn't it <laughs> intense. thank you so much for listening and being along the journey whether you've just found our podcast or whether you found us from the beginning it's amazing i just also wanted to mention over on instagram we've had a few people dm us about previous episodes because as i said at the beginning a lot of people are just finding us and they want to go back and listen to our old episodes and raw community it breaks our heart but we have had a technical issue which yep. means we have lost some of those episodes yeah we've lost them from the podcast we've got the masters so what we'll do is we'll start uploading them on youtube but obviously it takes time and with everything going on in our lives right now it was like the last thing we needed but we will be doing that over the weeks so please feel free to listen to our upcoming episodes and then we'll let you know when you know the older ones are up and ready to go and for community one of the questions i got asked over on instagram was about the tv show Marie Antoinette, which I have said for a very, very long time, I love the British royal family. They're my royal obsession, but my other royal obsession is Marie Antoinette. I said, would people be interested in an episode about her life? And hang on, we've got to take a step back, (laughs) Rach, because I have been saying to Rachel since we started the podcast that Rachel needs to do her own special edition of Marie Antoinette, like a special podcast episode. We should give a royal spotlight to Rachel. And then I've been saying this forever. And then you put it up on Instagram, right? And then everyone's like, we'd love that. Yeah. I think it's just because if I'm going to do it, I want to do it properly and I want to do her life justice because so much happened in her short life that I don't want to miss anything out. And I've listened to podcasts about her before and it's things I already know. So me as a fan or wanting to know more about her life, there's not much out there podcast wise that I can get from anywhere else. So I've read so many books about her life that I know the gist of it but I want to get into the little details it's not coming anytime soon world community but absolutely this year at some point it will happen I'm looking forward to knowing more about her as well because I am a complete novice I know absolutely nothing about her but it's going to be interesting to find out a lot more yeah absolutely and let's hope I can bring her life justice right okay let's head on to the royal roundup for this week Let's start with the Countess of Wessex. She visited The Hague in the Netherlands to bring awareness to women affected by conflict. Now, as we know, Sophie is a champion for the women, peace and security agenda. She also heard how the International Criminal Court support national courts to bring war crimes against people to justice. Why was this not posted more about on the royal socials? Royal family social sort it out. Like, how many times have we got to say it? How many times? All of a sudden, it was like, oh, there's the Countess of Wessex. Oh, where is she? Oh, she's in The Hague. We were trying to get our heads around it as well as trying to cover it. And then we didn't see it anywhere else other than some of the royal reporters. It wasn't on any of the royal family socials, was it? I think they did one post and that was it. And this is a big deal. This is a big thing, isn't it? This is such an important topic. And we know Sophie's work involves so much of this. 
So it just anchors me. They might not have covered it because we're still under the umbrella of Catherine's Shaping Us campaign. So maybe they didn't want to take away any of the shine from that. That was my only reason why that might possibly happen. But the royal family socials is completely separate to the Wales socials. And we know, Shell, how many times we've spoken about this on the podcast is that they don't always work together. Yeah, actually, that's very true. So back in the UK, she went to the Gibraltar Barracks for the Countess of Wessex Cup. Now, this is the annual competition which started in 2010, which sees all of Sophie's military affiliations come together in a series of races and activities. And she took part herself and we saw her doing some clay pigeon shooting. Was she good? She was good. She was wearing the fatigues. She looked the part. (laughs) As we know, Royal Community, the Royal Family do like their shooting parties, don't they? The one thing I wanted to bring up was the Countess of Wessex Cup. I've never heard of this. No, I've never heard of it. Again, we've been doing the podcast now for what? This is coming up to two years now, but I didn't know about this. So what else are we not knowing about that is amazing that we should be finding out? Yeah. And Shell, I've been keeping an eye out more on the Royal Diary recently Mm. just to see what all the members are getting up to. And I tell you what, there are so, so many engagements that are not posted about on the Royal Socials. As we know, Royal Community, we always talk about the Princess Royal and how hardworking she is. Sometimes she can do up to three engagements in a day. And yet we're lucky if we get one post a week about her. To be honest, I have to say, I think the Royal Hobnob is quite happy not to be on the socials. That's my personal opinion of it. But still, we need to know because when she does have these titles of the hardest working royal, there's nothing to prove that she is. And let's not forget, Shell, we've also got the Duke of Kent, the Gloucesters and Princess Alexandra are still working and they hardly ever get reported about. My friend went to an event that was hosted by Princess Alexandra. Again, that this was a big event. It was for a charity. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to cover this. And we saw nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard. I know that there's a lot going on social-wise and they do have protocols and they do have hierarchies. But still, the Countess of Wessex, that was a big deal. That should have been dealt with. But again, maybe that's when my predictions for this year might come in and they may potentially get their own social media soon. Fingers crossed. Let's move on then. Oh my goodness me. We thought last week that we were done with Harry's book, Spear, which we were like, deep breath in, deep breath out, it's done. But oh no, we had the lady who took Harry's virginity, sounds weird saying it, doesn't it? (laughs) Sasha Walpole. She had an interview with what, Daily Mail this week? Yeah, I think she was in the Sunday papers of The Sun and she was on the Daily Mail. She did an interview, like a video interview. Yeah. Now, I only saw this briefly. I haven't seen it all. You know, I'm paraphrasing Royal Community, but she's basically saying that because Harry mentioned it in the book and she's kept a secret for all this time, I might as well guess. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that she got paid for that. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. Definitely. So it's like, good honour. You have your five minutes, girl. Yeah. That's what I say. What was funny about this is when we read the book, he made it sound like It was a much older woman. And we found out that Sasha was only two years older than him. Yeah, because when I was reading it, and I don't know about you, Rach, but it sounded like Mrs. Robinson and Christian Grey. There was a picture of them as well at that age. She doesn't look older than him. What did he say? She slapped me on the rump and sent me on my way. (laughs) Goodness me. Oh, some decorum, please. (laughs) Let's head straight into the King, Rach. Let's go. So the King released a message to New Zealand and the Maori people in his first Watangi Day as King. 
Sorry if I pronounce any of those words incorrectly. This is New Zealand's National Day, which commemorates the signing of the Treaty of Watangi, the founding document. Wow. So this is really interesting. And fingers crossed, New Zealand, you may get a royal visit soon. I think they deserve it, don't they? They've waited long enough for a royal to be over in New Zealand. And it'd be lovely to see them over there. Absolutely. Another message was sent following the recent earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. And in his message, the king said, Our thoughts and special prayers are with everyone who has been affected by this appalling natural disaster, whether through injury or the destruction of their property, and also with the emergency services and those assisting the rescue efforts. Oh my goodness, Shell. Can we just say our thoughts and prayers are with anyone in Turkey, in Syria that have been affected. I was watching the news before we hit play and I actually shed a little tear. Oh, yeah, because they're still looking for people, aren't they? Yeah, and there was this whole family that they found alive and there was this young girl and it didn't even look like she had a scratch on her. The amount of trauma people go through when something like that happens. Oh, it's awful. Absolutely awful. Another thing I wanted to mention about these messages, Shell, is have you noticed that they've had a rebranding? Yeah, I quite like it. It's like had a little bit of a spring clean, hasn't it? Yeah, it's had a little bit of a zhuzh. It's very different. It looks different to what the Queen's messages used to look like. And that's very apparent. And this is the new reign. This is changes come in. Little things that are just happening over time. Yeah, and what I like about the rebrand is still royal. It's still traditional, but it's got that nice open airy feel to it. I think they've done really well with this rebrand. And again, like you said, we have had drip feeds of this. So we've had the King's Cypher. We've seen this week. Actually, I think it was today, wasn't it? It was announced the King's first stamp. And also, did you know stamps have a barcode now? What? Yes. So now you actually have a scannable code. You can't use normal stamps anymore. Did you know this? I didn't know. I was just about to say, I've got some second class stamps and I was going to save at least one of them because it has the Queen's head on it. Yeah. But now I can't use them, so I can save them all. You can actually send them back to the post office and they do like a return situation. We go off topic, Royal Community. (laughs) Uh, The King's stamp, I mean, it's exactly the same effigy that's on the coin. Again, we haven't seen any coins come out in circulation yet. I think I'm going to cry the first time I have a king coin. Yeah. I think I'd call it the king coin as well. <laughs> Not to get messed up with King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no buildings inside. It's one of those things I'm quite enjoying the fact that it's very slow. We've had the coins, we've had the cipher, we've had the stamp now, and we're starting to have the rebranding, the social media. So yeah, we are ramping up ready for the King's coronation. And you can tell that this is a military operation to have these changes come in. And sometimes, I mean, because we love the royals and we're always following them, we're seeing these changes. But to the normal person, that would just be like, oh, that looks new. Okay, fine, let's move on. Whereas we're like, yeah! But Rach, we've had something amazing happen this week and I'm going to let you tell the Royal Community. Oh my gosh, Royal Community. I am so excited because back in the Jubilee celebrations, my city, the city of Milton Keynes, was awarded city status. And that was a gift from the Queen to the people of Milton Keynes. God bless Her Majesty. And I have been looking every single week on the Royal Family Diary. So I'm like, he's got to come. He's got to come to Milton Keynes. He's got to. And it was announced this week that the King and the Queen concert will be in Milton Keynes next Thursday. Yay. Amazing. And I've already booked the day of work, Royal Community. <laughs> so you can bet your dollar that I'll be Ooh. right at the front. And I'm going to be devastated 
if I do not shake hands with them, I will be absolutely devastated. Yeah, or if Ro- Rachel doesn't make the royal socials. <laughs> if Rachel does make the royal socials, what you have to do is just comment all below, Tribali, Black Attack, <laughs> whatever, at the bottom. Keep it up with the winters. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah. the press office to know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be covering that over on Instagram. Yeah. If I can get any footage, I will be putting anything and everything up of that visit. <laughs> and also, if I can get some time off work, I'll be going with Rachel and we will vlog our day and pop it up on YouTube. So lots of stuff coming up. Okay, so let's move on, Rach. On Wednesday, the King and Queen Consort visited Brick Lane in East London to meet with charities and businesses in the Bangladeshi community and individuals who are actively involved in the anti-racism movement in the 1960s and 70s. There were massive crowds that turned out to see them before the King returned to Buckingham Palace, where Charles met Ukrainian President Zelensky. He told the King that it was a great honour to be here. And Charles replied, we've all been worried about you and thinking about your country for so long. It's strange, isn't it, when your country's at war and then you see the president visiting the king. Obviously, he's here to have diplomatic conversations and that type of thing. Uh, There was a 30-minute private audience between President Zelensky and the king and members of President Zelensky's team and the king's team as well. Mm -hmm. And in reference to the king's military career in the Royal Air Force, the president said, the king is an Air Force pilot and in Ukraine today, every Air Force pilot is a king. And I just loved that. I just loved that. Okay, Rach, I'm going to let you do this little bit because you're the one that found this information out. Yeah, so a Coronation Celebration playlist has been released over on Spotify, and I'm sure you can find it in other places. And it features artists such as the Beatles, the Spice Girls, Take That, Tom Jones and Ed Sheeran, to name but a few. Does this indicate, Shell, that these are the artists that we play at the coronation is a great way of having a little insight into who may possibly potentially rumored to be i don't know how many times we can say it at the coronation concert but ed sheeran he sang didn't he before the national anthem at the platinum jubilee so yeah, we saw a, him didn't we, we exactly at the, in front of the gates i think that's the thing like these artists have such a connection to royalty that it makes sense that these would be the type of artists that would be included in that but again nothing's been announced but it's interesting isn't it and it makes me think how much longer we're going to have to wait until the ballot is open yeah i know because obviously we'll be applying we probably won't get tickets we didn't get tickets for the party at the palace but we went anyway i think what you've got to remember for us royal community is party at the palace was very accessible to us because we was already in london for us yeah. to get to windsor castle we would need to drive in and you know that town is just going to be mobbed and there's going to be nowhere to park so if we can't get tickets we'll just be like everybody else and watching it from home yeah because it that doesn't seem like a fun day out <laughs> no it just seems very stressful just to be in a park listening to some live music and trust us royal community we've been there we've done that we know windsor we've been to Windsor quite a few times and so if we can we will but yeah it might be a no let's move on then as patron of place to be the princess of wales is supporting children's mental health week catherine met primary school children to discuss the importance of connecting with each other and encouraging them to talk about their feelings this was super cute. It was so cute. It was so informal as well. Yeah, it was. But I don't think some of these kids really knew who she was. And it's just like I know. an older adult coming to see you and just talking to you about 
feelings and why it's important and who you talk to and is it family is it friends yeah and I like the fact that she likened emotions to colors because we've got Inside Out the Pixar film and you had those little characters anger was red sadness was blue Mm -hmm. and that you can connect that because it's something that might be more tangible to kids then Catherine asked them what do you do when you're in red you know what do you do when you're in blue those types of things and it just brings a lot more tangibility to mental health and the little girl said didn't she I take some deep breaths and I go and have a drink of water and I was like do you know what the day I've had I didn't even take that into consideration I should have done that myself I was thinking we all need to be that little girl more. We do. (laughs) I know, exactly. And do you know what? Catherine asked them a very interesting question. She said, what does your friends give you that your family doesn't? And I thought, oh, that's a really good question because sometimes we can get into a little bubble, can't we, of this is my day-to-day, this is what I do, this is my comfort zone. But actually, when you look outside of it and you do something different, it brings a different quality to your life. Mm -hmm. And so even just seeing your relationships in that way, I like that question she asked them because actually they're defining the difference between their relationship between their family and their friends. And one of them said, my friend will come and play with me if I feel sad. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is amazing. That's so sweet. This comes off the back of the Shaping Us campaign where on the socials, a photo of herself and her dad, Michael Middleton, when she was a baby was released. And this was to raise awareness of how the early years shapes the rest of our lives. And she actually encouraged people to share photos of themselves from a baby up to five years. Everyone that we had seen at the Shaping Us event last week, the celebrities, the influencers, they were all posting photos of them mm. themselves. Do you know what? I mean, we should, you know, act like influencers, Rachel. We'll put our pictures up this week should we well, I tried to find one but my mum was like all the photo albums are up in the loft so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, maybe not then Royal Community maybe not <laughs> we also saw Rach Catherine with Roman Kemp didn't we that video of them both yeah and they took a walk didn't they when Roman was talking about his best friend that committed suicide and how yeah. that affected his life and Catherine was saying that she grew up in a close-knit family and how that's really made her think of how she wants to raise her own family yeah and then they stopped off at a shed for a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) it looked very cold in there didn't it it did (laughs) yeah and it was very nonchalant wasn't it i don't know where it was it was a beautiful place but there was a lot of people saying what has this got to do with shaping us because it was under the shaping us brand wasn't it Mm -hmm. but then i think shaping us is about mental health it is about your start in life and how everyone has a different upbringing, a different foundation. But I actually didn't know that Roman Kemp's friend committed suicide, and I felt really sad. He released a documentary on it last year or a few years ago now. Catherine actually said that she watched it, that she's actually seen it, and to go through something like that, it just must be horrendous. Yeah, absolutely. Roman Kemp is the son of Martin Kemp, isn't Martin it? Martin Kemp, who was in Spandau Ballet. This much and is And his true. mum. This much is gold, gold. gold. Oh, it's my yeah, that that band. His mum is Shirley from Wham. I didn't even know this. I didn't Did know the shoes. No, absolutely not. So they are pop legends, is <laughs> mum and dad. And he is a famous radio presenter here in the UK. And also he does some TV presenting as well. He was actually at the Jubilee show. What was he doing commentary-wise for the Platinum Jubilee, Rach? He was part of the one show. Pre- oh, I presenting see. Presenting team, yeah. Ah. The presenting team. 
And just to finish off with Catherine, on Wednesday in Derby, she celebrated the return of Captain Preet Chandri, who returned from a solar expedition across Antarctica. Catherine was put through her paces as she pulled tyres which Preet used in training to help prepare her for the expedition. And in the video that I posted over on Instagram, you can hear Catherine saying, I definitely need to do some training. It's so hard. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to pull a tyre. Would you be able to pull a tyre, Rach? I've just started back at the gym after years, Shell. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I love about this engagement is Preet and Catherine gave each other a massive hug because this is a massive feat that Captain Preet had achieved. And it's extraordinary how far she went. And I can't give you all the stats right now. I don't have them right now. But when I read them, my jaw dropped. What an achievement this actually is, especially being on your own in Antarctica. Like, whoa. But Catherine said that she'd met with Preet three months before on an engagement. And Preet had mentioned to her that she needed to eat a lot of food to keep her a waiter. Because we learned this from the Harry's book, didn't we? That actually you lose lots of weight when you're in, yeah. in that extreme cold. And then Preet said to Catherine, like, oh, I'm a little bit thinner now. Oh, this is wonderful. I like this engagement. Let's talk about Prince Andrew, right? We didn't think we'd be talking about Andrew much on the podcast anymore, but a while back, we spoke about a film based on the book Scoop, which is a memoir giving the inside account of Prince Andrew's Newsnight interview. Now, Rach, this is going ahead on Netflix. Wow. Wow. We heard about this, didn't we? And we did cover it. Yeah. And now this is actually finally give us yeah, the green light. The actors have been announced who are going to be playing the roles, haven't they? Yeah. Oh my goodness me. So Gillian Anderson will be playing Emily Mattis, the presenter who conducted the interview. Keely Hawes will play Andrew's private secretary, Amanda Thirsk. Billy Piper plays Sam McAllister, who negotiated the interview. And Rufus Sewell will be playing Prince Andrew. Now, when I saw this announcement, the first thing that popped into my mind was he was Prime Minister Melbourne in Victoria. and you know what you tend to find that don't you when you are they say typecast but when you are in those period dramas or very royal or regal in your acting style you do get the same kind of roles come up so and royal community if you can i would thoroughly recommend if you haven't already to go and watch victoria i absolutely loved it oh jenna coleman love her love her love her i'm just really disappointed that it never continued because there was so much story left. Albert hadn't even passed away at that point when the series ended. So, oh, Well, that's a good thing, actually. Just live in their love story for a bit. You don't have to go to the sad part. The Victoria film with Emily Blunt always gets me at the end when you see her laying out the clothes on the bed. I know. And then to finish off this week's episode, Shell, my girl crossed. Beatrice! Yay, we love her. Beatrice has become a patron of the British Skin Foundation. Now, this is the only UK charity that raises money to fund research into all types of skin diseases, including skin cancer. She visited the Blizzard Institute at the Queen Mary University of London to see how scientists are tackling the rising numbers of skin cancer. And Beatrice said, I'm so pleased to be able to support the work of the British Skin Foundation. I have admired their work and research for many years, and they have helped so many people through the Foundation's pioneering efforts. I'm grateful to be working with them to learn as much as I can about their groundbreaking endeavours. Now, Shell, what's interesting about this is I was doing a little bit of research on their website, and it says 60% of British people currently suffer or have suffered with a skin disease or skin cancer. Yeah, 
60% of people, psoriasis, eczema, skin cancer, it affects a lot of people. And I was going to ask you the question, actually, Rach, do you put your sun cream on every day? I don't put it on every day, no, because I don't really leave the house. <laughs> yeah, but you know what they say? They say even when you're at home, those UVAs can actually penetrate through the glass. So you're supposed to just wear it every day as a given. I try my best to remember every single day. It's hard when you're in a cold climate because you're like, oh, the sun's not out. It's, it's a dull day. But actually, it really matters every single day to pop on your sun cream. So this feels like a public announcement. <laughs> Royal community, put on your sun cream. Put on your sun cream. I like this patronage. I like this. Yeah, you know, I really like this because... If you've suffered, I don't know about anyone else. I've never suffered from a skin condition, but I tell you what, I've always suffered with spots, with acne, and it really does affect your mental health. It does. And, and you know what? I think some people who aren't privy to having a skin condition, they would never really acknowledge that or understand it. But it really does mess with your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself. Because sometimes you think, oh, everyone's looking. Yeah. You know, these are serious skin conditions and they need to be spoken about. And I'm loving the fact that Beatrice is able to shine a light on this and hopefully bring lots and lots of funds to them for their really great research. Absolutely. So, Royal Community, that's your Royal Roundup for this week. Lots and lots there, wasn't there, Rach? Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget, come on over to Instagram at Keeping Up The Windsors Pod because we post lots of Royal content there. We follow the Royal engagements for the whole week. Also, you can email us at keepingupthewindsorspod at gmail.com. Head on over to YouTube where there's lots more Royal content over there and also vlogs from the Platinum Jubilee. And we would love it if you could review our podcast on Spotify. Give us a five-star rate. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It'd be lovely to be five stars. And also, if you're on Podbean, leave us a comment and like our show. If you would love to support us and keep us on the air, you can over on Ko-fi. You can give us a coffee, which is £4 or 6 bucks, or you can become part of the VIP Royal community and... And that is a membership that you join monthly. And we have a Facebook group and also a Zoom call every month where we chat about all things royal. So come on over and join us. That's it for this week. We will see you next week on Keeping Keep Up, Up With the Winters. Winters.